1: This week we're going to look at creators' perspective on sudden psychic abilities. Uh, it's a rather unusual topic, Carl, um, but there are people in our in our world that uh, one day are just normal, quote unquote, and literally almost the next day they have profound abilities. And we thought we would kind of unwrap that a little bit today.
2: Well, it is an unusual occurrence, and it's not a frequent one. And we'll learn more about that. But it, uh, it's an opportunity to learn a little bit more about where such ability comes from and how to cultivate it a little bit, you know, at least in the sense of putting in perspective, whether it's in the cards and how one might need to get out of one's own way. And that's something I don't think people realize is a big factor in their own lives. We talk about it in the context of healing, but in a sense, developing intuitive ability is a healing need, because we're supposed to be highly intuitive. We're designed to be that way, but we've been messed with, we've been corrupted, downgraded, and diminished. And uh, so when someone gets that back, it's, it's, it's kind of like a little miracle And sometimes for a good purpose as well, a higher purpose. So it's like any other blessing from the divine. It takes two to tango. It's good (laughs) to have your bid in, have your requests in for assistance if you want to cultivate an ability. If you've got a feeling you've got something like that in your, you know, in your reach.
1: Yes, absolutely. You asked creator, truly gift. (coughs) Excuse me. Truly gifted psychics are relatively rare amongst us humans. Can Creator tell us what percentage of the population have profound psychic abilities, similar to well known celebrity psychic Sylvia Brown, for instance, a woman who died a few years back but was very popular in the 70s and 80s? Are all such gifted psychics that gain public prominence on Mission Lives? All right, and this is
2: what my channeling with Creator reveals. These are creator's words. This indeed has been historically a quite low figure, one in 50,000 or so individuals. And indeed, they are universally on mission lives to be endowed with this capability because it is the exception rather than the rule heretofore. With the innate makeup of the human genome, because of corruption, to render accessibility to the gateway for non-local consciousness to be compromised. The new generation of young coming in through Incarnation have been blessed with a greater access to the higher faculties of non-local consciousness. These are the so-called indigo children or crystal or rainbow children being noticed more and more as being exceptional in many regards. This includes being quite precocious intellectually, manifesting exceptional native talents right from the get-go with no prior instruction. For example, having extraordinary musical gifts or performing capabilities as a vocalist. And of course, psychic ability of various kinds is a common occurrence. It is not always observed and appreciated by the parents and others because most people are truly ignorant of how valid and useful psychic abilities can be. This is most unfortunate, and of course is further controlled by the interlopers to suppress such yearnings and capabilities, as they wish to diminish all human capability and achievement through dimming down and dumbing down the human populace through many parallel strategies of disruption, dishevelment, and degradation. Directly, Through subliminal programming to impart many negative beliefs, including negative self-beliefs, as well as poisoning the food and water with chemical additives and encouraging human institutions to do so, as this will further impair human functioning and keeps humans subjugated more effectively." So there are many headwinds to even expression by those who are blessed with extra capability. It is there for a reason, and in actuality, all human beings are on a kind of mission life. Not all with as profound a role as to be in the spotlight, but all come down seeking to be light workers for themselves, for one another, in a family unit or life partnership, or on the broader scale as a beacon for others, a teacher, a guide, an investigator or explorer to bring forth new revelations and to impart divine wisdom through their own access and divine awareness to uplift those around them. And if lucky enough to have a wider platform, serve the broader humanity by mirroring the reality of the divine through what they do think and tell others.
1: Well, I have to say, I was surprised at the one in 50,000 I knew it was rare. I didn't. I didn't realize it was that rare. And of course, Trader says that that's changing because of the incoming young generation. But you know, one in fifty thousand. You know, the typical college stadium doesn't even see fifty thousand people. Most of them don't. That's that is very, very rare. And and I guess you probably have to count yourself amongst that rare group, Carl.
2: Well, I guess so. Um, (laughs) I I never really think much about it, and I'm one of the people who didn't appreciate my capabilities when I was younger. And this is because of society, you see. Yep. I was drawn to science. And of course, I never got any encouragement through science to consider the possibility of the paranormal being real. And so I just thought, you know, I can visualize things readily in my mind. I can kind of create readily within my mind I always kind of uh, chuckled about the so-called great artists and those who do abstract works and the uh, surrealists and so on. And and to me, those are kind of common, ordinary, everyday kinds of imagery because I can make that stuff up all day long. And And in a sense, it's made up. And in a sense, it's reaching out to something beyond myself. And that I never realized. Yeah. So here we go. I mean, this is the dilemma. We're we're not taught to appreciate this or go looking for it,
1: let alone like, try to develop it. Well, I can certainly tell you, I don't have that ability. <laughs> you know, I I look at I, I hear your description of it, and it's like, where can I get me some of that? But no, it's 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 true. A lot of you're, a lot of people don't have that ability, and. Most people don't think about it much, but some of us think about it and think, wow, where, where can I get some of that? So we're going to explore some of that more coming up, I think.
2: Yeah, and, and it can be a curse as well. So we'll yes. we'll hear a little of that side.
1: You asked, creator, there are a truly rare handful of people with public stories about suddenly acquiring profound psychic abilities where previously they were considered normal, quote unquote, and unremarkable in the aftermath of being struck by lightning. Others have been known to acquire them after head injuries or some other physical trauma. Can Creator help us understand how such injuries can result in such profound psychic abilities? All right, and these are
2: Creator's words. The examples you cite are varied with respect to the circumstances and seeming adjuncts that fostered an awakening of some kind. The formation of a connection with the beyond to enable a tremendous enhancement of psychic awareness of things beyond the self. The details of these events and their inner workings are mechanistically diverse, but the common linking thread is to have an inner desire for a closeness with the divine. And in most cases, what takes place is that the divine, rather than bringing in some extraordinary transformation of the person, instead will bring about the removal of a pre existing obstacle to a higher awareness that was unappreciated and unseen, but highly effective in blocking the ability that was there all along, but previously unavailable to the individual. Not only because of unawareness, but hampering of their energies because of possession by dark spirits to interfere with the energy flow, including that of higher consciousness. This is a major goal of the spirit meddlers to work towards disconnecting their host from higher awareness because they know it will darken them and corrupt the energies. And this makes the life force energy coming in become altered in a way to lower its vibration. And this is a better match to these dark beings who are needing energy to survive being parasites that will not survive on their own without stealing the energy of other living things for themselves. Most people are harboring at least seven such dark spirit meddlers who will converge on the chakra system, the energy centers that govern the flow of life force energy and tune it, in effect, for various purposes used by the body and by consciousness of the individual. The perturbation they cause restricts the ability of consciousness to utilize the gateway to the higher self and other consciousness within the divine realm. This cuts people off from the divine and from their own soul level. It is the higher self that is the seat of conscience, but also guidance that will seem like an inner thought or stirring within of inspiration at times or warnings that are truly coming from above and will seem like the person's own spontaneous idea. Possession by spirits dims the person down and restricts their ability to perceive things beyond the ordinary thoughts they create within. When people have an injury, there is a need for divine adjustment of the inflow of life force to help compensate and provide the wherewithal for healing. This may present an alignment with an opportunity for upgrading the person in their function in major respects. This might be in keeping with delivering a karmic blessing from prior acts of loving-kindness or it might be in tune with a pre-planned guidance to help awaken the person to their higher purpose. And that may have been on hold, pending sufficient maturation and growth to a point where they were truly ready to think about a higher service. So there are many reasons for an awakening to happen, to augment psychic perceptions. But there will always be a higher purpose of some kind coming from some level, whether through the law of karma, through a divine intervention by creator, or a member of an individual's spirit team, as with a spirit guide or the higher self, wanting to assist in helping the person
1: transform their capability to a greater level of functioning. I thought this was an incredibly insightful and revealing uh, channeling because clearly not everybody who's struck by lightning ends up with profound psychic abilities. So something quite unusual is happening in these circumstances. And essentially what we're learning is that it's actually not the lightning, per se, that's, quote-unquote, causing directly the uh, the phenomenon. That that instead, it's an opportunity the creator uses to upgrade the person, and it's a time that they can use to to bring about new abilities for them. Um, it also serves the purpose, probably, of giving them an out, you know, because obviously they're going to be dramatically different people after the event, but then people say, well, they were struck by lightning, so that makes sense, even even though it actually doesn't. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and it, you know, it's the same with uh, having a blow on the head. I've right. read stories like that. You know, I fell off a ladder one day and conked my head. I was unconscious for four hours, and I woke up, and I could see things with my third eye all of a sudden, and, <laughs> and it's rather inexplicable. And in a sense, it's a little bit um, um, counter to the idea of this being so very special, you know, if it comes about right, as yes. a side effect of a conk on the head, you know, it doesn't exactly. seem very elegant or uh, sophisticated <laughs> in a, a capability.
1: So don't go jumping off ladders intentionally. <laughs> no, no, that's not the way to do it. No, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> so we're learning anyway. Uh, U.S. creator Penny Kelly wrote a book called "The." Uh, she's no relation, by the way. <laughs> Penny Kelly wrote a book called "The Evolving Human: A True Story of Kundalini." In attempting to describe Kundalini, Penny Kelly came up with this description. Kundalini was a spectacular event caused by a dramatic acceleration of electric current within the body, kind of akin to being struck by lightning. So that's where this line of questioning came from. Can this idea of a dramatic acceleration of electric current within the body help to explain how Daniel Brinkley, for instance, acquired his psychic abilities in the aftermath of being struck by lightning?
2: Okay, so there's a real-world example of someone this happened to, and this is Creator's answer. Being struck by lightning is more of benefit to such a psychic awakening by causing a separation from the being of spirit attachments through the energetic perturbation of the electric shock passing through the body and the energy centers is a kind of disruptive force. It can be used tactically by the divine as an opportunity and by the law of karma energetically seeing an opening to bring in special gifts like an enhancement to the being, in this case, of greater psychic awareness. In effect, the universe was looking for an opportunity to bring a reward to him that could be life enhancing. And so this is revealing about the mechanism here. It's it's sort of like forcing a time out where everything sort of right. stops you stop thinking and cluttering your mind and stopping your current agenda in the moment and you're open and yes. by default kind of in allowing for the divine to come in and do something to make an adjustment so it's taking advantage
1: of an opportunity very right. interesting but it's the divine taking advantage of the opportunity and it's a it's it's not a uh, mechanistic <laughs> Uh, thing that changes it's really a, 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 a the divine is choosing that and the divine is not going to choose that for everybody so it, they said this they, the divine was looking for an opportunity to upgrade this individual so lightning can it, it also pointed out that lightning can send the spirit attachments running off real quick so that's a really interesting revelation yes. I think Yes. Well, let's try and get this last one in let's here. Let's get this last one in here. You uh, you asked, creator, a kundalini awakening happened to Penny Kelly in the late 1970s when making love to her boyfriend. How did profound and permanent psychic abilities result from this experience?
2: Well, if I could interject uh, a pointer, that's the thing to try at home, not,
1: not getting struck <laughs>
2: by lightning. If you're or looking for a shortcut... <laughs> All right, this is what Creator says. Psychic ability is an expression of consciousness. It is not electromagnetic and still unappreciated by science as to its true makeup, but it is the most powerful force of the universe and, in fact, has effects throughout the universe directly that are consequences observable scientifically, but still enigmatic. Sharing of physical intimacy is an intertwining not only of physical sensations and pleasures of the flesh, but an intertwining of the souls coming together in an intimate way to experience a joyous state of rapture that not only joins the couple to one another, but connects them to the divine as well, as that is the true source of the ecstasy being experienced in sexual climax. In the same way, the feelings of love are not created by the person They are allowing a self-experiencing of a particular kind of divine energy of consciousness that is flowing through them, courtesy of Creator, to be embraced or not as the individual chooses. So an act of making love can be transformative when someone is truly ready for a fuller experiencing. And this is in divine alignment with their sole purpose so that a divine orchestration can add an extra dimension to what is experienced. In the case of this psychic transformation, the woman had a life plan in place for this to happen and so this transformation was assisted with the higher self as well as creator at that particular opportunity for having a close
1: energetic alignment and interchange. Well, again, I mean, this is, this is fascinating uh, and this is really rare, you know, so <laughs> you could probably count on what I can count on one hand, the number of stories I've heard like this. And I've been researching this for decades, um, but it's an interesting, fascinating example.
2: Well, and it fits with this paradigm. This is a divine intervention and act of divine grace to bring this to someone. Yes. And so it just needs an opportunity Kind of um, an opening, if you will. And and so uh, an act of trauma of many kinds or even something lofty like a sexual congress that is elevating and innervating can put the person in a state of allowing in a total sense. And then the divine is unopposed. They can come right in and make something change for the better as a blessing.
1: That's Absolutely, pretty cool. And we'll be back with more talking about this kind of blessing when we come back after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on
0: our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America
1: wisdom. We are exploring creator's perspective on sudden psychic abilities. So imagine uh, going to bed and waking up the next morning and suddenly your whole world has changed. Because That's kind of what we're looking at here, Carl.
2: Yes, well, the average person has some psychic ability and they don't know it. They just think they get hunches about things and kind of have a you know, sort of like a, you know, an innate foresight or wisdom that just because of their own knowledge and and intelligence. When in fact, they're getting psychic impressions. But we're talking about something more
1: profound that's unmistakable. Oh, yes. And we're going to look at maybe a little bit of the downside of suddenly <laughs> waking up with profound psychic abilities. One of the earliest validations that Penny Kelly indeed had a new and profound psychic abilities was being forced to witness clairvoyantly her boyfriend cheating on her with another woman. What part of what part of Penny Kelly compelled her to go through that ordeal? Was it karma, her deep subconscious, her higher self, or all of the above? All
2: right, Creator tells us this experiencing was the sum total of multiple influences within her, following her expansion of intuitive awareness, her inner need for security and safety led to a desire to know more about her standing with respect to safety, and this included reassurances about the loyalty of her lover. She was creating these experiences herself. It was not imposed on her. It was not blocked either. And that is in keeping with the rules of engagement. The people have the freedom to think and use their consciousness on all levels as they choose. If they ask for divine assistance, support, and inspiration, it is then more likely there will be a divine adjustment or assistance along the way to help mitigate unpleasantness and provide a more positive than negative utilization of one's talents. But this cannot be guaranteed as there are limits to what we can do because we cannot override your choices. Even if you choose to do something self-destructive, So this means the greatest burden will always be on the human to live their life in the best way they can as they make their choices in what to do with their time and energy. This woman's experience with an extraordinary intuitive awareness is a cautionary tale about the responsibilities and burdens of having such greater awareness. This is inherent in the wisdom of the common saying, be careful what you wish for. Those individuals with an extraordinary psychic awareness can find it disorienting and even a major hindrance in their life because they have such a flood of awareness coming in. It is a major challenge for them to keep on task in doing the prosaic necessary duties in things like making a living where the mind must be focused on a useful, productive endeavor on behalf of an employer and not of the person's choosing other than to be an employee in the moment. When you are in the flow of information and knowledge, it will be of great value, but will also possibly add to burdens because of the
1: increased responsibilities it brings. You know, just to give you an example of how profound an experience this was for her, she not only, quote unquote, watched and heard, you know, visually and auditorially what was going on, but she literally watched her boyfriend come back driving in the car coming home walking up the walk to the door and when she saw him in her mind's eye putting the key in the door she at the same time heard physically the door opening downstairs <laughs> and well there you she go came in, she came in, he came in and he, she immediately confronted him laid out the whole thing and he stopped right there and confessed that he had been doing exactly what she said so this is not just like an enhanced hunch. Psychic abilities can be quite profound, you know, I don't think people can appreciate how how dramatic they can actually be.
2: Yes, well, the the stories are uh, um, numerous if you go looking. Yes. Most people don't become well-known and their story is unsung, but many people have that uh, drain constantly. The people with maybe less profound ability, but nonetheless significant psychic awareness uh, are uh, exhibited by the empaths who can't help themselves to sample everything. And they're always sending their energy out and then bringing back whatever they find. They have to taste it. They have to smell it. They have to put it inside themselves to feel what it's like. And that's a very risky and um, unpleasant thing many times. Not to mention highly distracting. (laughs) Yes, yes.
1: And it can get them into trouble. Sure. In her book, Penny Kelly wrote of having to witness as many as eight full-blown legal trials where she was the defendant. This went on for months and months. Turns out those trials happened in a parallel lifetime. But clearly some aspect of her thought she needed to witness every minute of them. It's just a good illustration of what the profoundly psychic have to endure.
2: Right, and Creator tells us, this is not true of all who are greatly talented. In her case, she was more empathic in nature, and that is a term used to describe the way in which people use their intuitive sensing. That when they are concerned about something or wanting to check on something, their energies of consciousness will go out to that target and then will take in an awareness of what they are inspecting or observing, and it will begin to influence and affect them personally, and their energies will attempt to harmonize in empathy with what is being observed elsewhere. This is a dangerous way to explore distant events, because it puts you, in effect, in the line of fire for what is taking place energetically, to experience it in parallel, rather than simply observe it. You will literally feel and possibly be dragged down by the emotional consequences as though it is you yourself undergoing the ordeal. In this case, she was looking at her own self in parallel lives, and this, in effect, became compelling. And then a kind of compulsion, much as slowing down to gape at a traffic accident in a kind of morbid fascination. This was a function of the workings of her own subconscious in wanting to understand what troubled parts of her might be going through and have experienced, even in other times and places not really relevant directly to the current life. It is a major source of chronic anxiety, in fact, that people's minds are busily looking at the trouble in parallel lifetimes that is unfolding and is quite fresh from the perspective of the deep subconscious, as in fact it is occurring in parallel. So this was an interesting teachable moment for her to come forward and describe these experiences as a living witness to the reality of this everyday occurrence of the deep subconscious that is cut off normally from conscious awareness. Each of you is doing this yourselves, but you are unaware of it because you do not have the psychic gifts to tune in and share
1: it with the conscious self. I have to say a teachable moment indeed. Uh, first of all, it's interesting that you know there is a person who could actually do that, see, see in quite vivid detail stuff that's going on in parallel lives. But it's an important lesson for us too because this creator points out, this is happening to us and we're, we're getting influenced by that as well.
2: Yeah, this is part of the corruption and the diminishment of human uh, consciousness and awareness that we're cut off from our deep subconscious level. And that's the part that looks at the Akashic Records of everything that's happened to us and is happening. And it spends a lot of its time reviewing the horrors and worrying about it. And that triggers anxiety in the body. It triggers emotion, fear, anger and you know sadness and this is a big explanation why people struggle emotionally and they go and get medication because it seems like a bodily dysregulation because there's no obvious reason it should be happening many times
1: right and this explains it yeah it's interesting (laughs) stuff you ask creator is schizophrenia an uncontrolled and poorly coped with form of kundalini awakening How much does kundalini energy contribute to the difficulties of the mentally ill?
2: Here again is something that science really doesn't understand. This is creator's words. There is not a causal relationship between kundalini awakening and mental illness, but the state of being is always a function of life force energy, its makeup and how it is being utilized. Schizophrenia, like the psychotic illnesses across the board, are created by spirit meddler manipulation of human consciousness and the way it is experienced within the being to be operating as your mind. The mind is the way the body perceives consciousness and experiences it locally. The human has several levels of the mind where consciousness operates. The conscious level is the normal waking state and what you are aware of is your life experience and your ordinary thinking. The upper subconscious is a bridge to deeper reaches of the awareness, but is still detectable and observable by the conscious level of the mind under proper circumstances, as with the facilitation of a light trance state, as with meditation. It is the subconscious that will retrieve information from long-term memory and act as a conveyance in both directions to both store and retrieve facts and figures and memories of all kinds. normal part of your daily experiencing, you are shuttling information back and forth from these two levels of the mind in almost everything that takes place. There's a deep subconscious level that is aware of the other levels of the mind and observing them constantly but is disconnected from communicating directly because the upper levels are unaware of its existence and cannot reach out to it and cannot see what it is doing or sense it in any way. It is the deep subconscious largely It contributes to a greater awareness of the history of the individual and worries about the bigger picture. What is in the Akashic Records about you as a person and all the lives you are living in parallel? What dark spirits do is to disrupt the chakra system, decrease the energy available on multiple levels of the being, and close off the higher awareness in particular. This puts a person at great disadvantage at the outset and as they work to corrupt thinking in order to stir up problems and add great stress through bullying the person in talking with the deep subconscious directly to mock and taunt and threaten, this will be seen as an assault, an attack on the individual's integrity and cause a huge stress reaction leading to anxiety, fear, anger, and potentially a panic attack that can be disabling, all without conscious awareness of why the body is in such torment. Through imparting distorted negative beliefs within the deep subconscious, the spirits will begin a process of altering their host, and in susceptible individuals will begin to create delusional thinking. This can extend even to the conscious level of the mind, where people will believe in their delusions, even as they are self-created, but will not be aware of this. They will see it as external reality, and as happens, this will be a major impediment and a disruption in the person's life, because they can no longer reliably function, and people around them will reject them in their thinking and this leads to social isolation and dishevelment. Such individuals need more than restoration of life force energy and a rebalancing of proper chakra functioning. To the extent that is done with elimination of spirit meddlers, it will be a key first step in healing for serious mental illness. But then there must be healing through a change of inner beliefs that have become corrupted. That must be done through the divine realm as well. But can be done through working in the deep subconscious to resolve the trauma and request divine belief replacement for the delusional thinking.
1: Well, this was quite revealing. And uh, it's interesting that there's really two aspects to healing a lot of our difficulties. One, there's, there's taking away the, the trauma that's built up behind that the deep subconscious is constantly monitoring. And that is kind of the, the gasoline, the fuel for a lot of our dilemma, but the beliefs um, will remain just taking the trauma away by itself and balancing that energy is not enough to override the beliefs. That's a whole separate problem. It appears.
2: Yeah. It's a dual dilemma because there is an energetic um, accumulation and storage of the, consequences of the crime, in effect, the negativity, and that's what beats up on you and causes the painful feelings. And then the second component is the fact you're going to believe in what's going on, that all evidence shows you're weak, you're incapable, you're incompetent, you're a lowly being, you're shut out, you're shunned, you're disliked. You're not lovable, whatever whatever you come to think about what's been happening with the bullying and the trauma and not only the real life events of the physical people, in multiple lives, running concurrently, all the the bullying by dark spirits carrying out a campaign of terror and brainwashing, all of that is is a tough thing to stand up to. And most people, succumb and so they carry these dark beliefs within and it gets in their way and even the divine can't heal you if you believe yourself that you're doomed you're allowed to do that that's that's what free will means well this is where and so we can go in and work with the deep subconscious and i do a lot of this kind of work we're offering it as a service now through get wisdom to negotiate a belief replacement with the deep subconscious of someone via channeling. And that is the way to fix this. And I'm told this process one day will revolutionize the field
1: of psychotherapy. Right. And apparently, from correct me if I'm wrong on this, Carl, but it seems like we're going to need a lot of that because this is, this is where the Divine Realm is saying, this is where you guys, you humans, have to do the work to clean this up. You know, we, we're kind of drawing the line here, and we're not going to go in and just blanketly fix this for you. And doing Divine re- Belief Replacement is not something that you can kind of do to masses all at once, you know, it seems. it's This is more an intensive one-on-one type um, thing yeah, that you're it's, doing. Yeah. It's personal.
2: Yeah. It's specific to the individual and what they've come to be in being buffeted about by life and right. the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. And, and that's a different, but people have hundreds, literally hundreds of negative beliefs stored in various levels of the mind. So yeah. this, this is that the could, challenge.
1: Well, I could take, I imagine that can take quite a bit of time to ferret out too, that Probably not it, just laying there open for you to to scoop up, right? Well, it can. But the
2: the process is to go down to the deepest, darkest layer. Right. And And that can be quite productive because a lot of other things, the minor things, will fall away. If you get to the big watershed events, the major traumas, and set those right, that is what really starts you on a downward spiral. And if you can undo that, you're halfway there already. And and so people need more healing than they can probably manage in a practical sense. But you got to start somewhere. Right, right. And if you don't ever address it, guess what? You're never going to have an improved life. Your next life will be trouble. It'll it'll reconnect you to your karmic baggage. And you'll end up back where you left off. Yes. And if you ended in suicide, well, look,
1: you know, good luck. <laughs> Because you're likely to have that again. Well, the, the, the wonderful thing is that it's becoming clear that we're they're bringing in the tools of this project, Get Wisdom, to do the whole gamut of healing needs. One is the broad healing need, which is where, you, you know, using the micro Healing Protocol to really remove that trauma, you know, that's that's embedded with everybody and everything uh, that really plagues us. That That's kind of the big you know, moving movement of the, of the, of the healing. But then after that, we're going to probably have to get more granular with individuals and have lots of practitioners. We're talking about the next 40 years and beyond, you know, where, where we work more intensively with individuals, but the whole package is here. The future looks bright from that aspect. Yes. And
2: this is doable. And we're doing this right now to help people. So this, this isn't uh, just hand waving and conjecture and, Theory, this is real divine healing in a partnership with humanity because things have to happen from the human side, not just from the divine side. They need us actually to be in the lead. That's the surprising thing about all this. Yes. And that's where religion has um, let us down because it has served to disempower
1: more than empower. Well, we'll talk more about that when we come back. segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking at Creator's perspective on sudden psychic abilities. And uh, we're also exploring some of the downsides of uh, suddenly having these abilities erupt. And we're exploring how that might impact, you know, some mentally ill people. Are they experiencing a Kundalini And It appears that um, rather what's happening is Creator has said that all Aspects have some force, some form of life force energy, and Kundalini is just a, a description describing the the ag- magnification of life force energy. So there's probably no there's no black and white answers here, Carl. A lot of gray.
2: Well, it's it's complex. That's it's not that it's so uh, unknowable. It's just that it's complicated, and we could do a discussion for hours and hours about life force energy and the ins and outs and all of that there's much more to say about all of these aspects. The mentally disturbed often are highly intuitive. Yes. And what results then is it makes them look nuts. You know, if they start talking about a voice in their head, for example. Right. It might be a dark spirit. They can hear directly because they have the intuitive reach to connect to it. Just like I can channel spirits. And they can talk through me. And the same with the um, appreciation of karmic dilemmas and and all of that. They're more sensitive to things. And it gets them in trouble. And it also gives them more to worry about. So it's a bad combination. And the spirits can manipulate their thinking to drive them over the edge, to believe in delusional ideas and concepts. And, of course, that makes them look crazy, too, if they think everyone's out to get them, for example. Well, that might have started with being told that all day long by an invasion of dark demonic beings. Yes. An outside consciousness. And they're just maybe more vulnerable and sensitive. They can't stand up to that and kind of compartmentalize it and sort of take it in stride and keep going. You know, just like having a bully, you know, you might run into at times. Most people don't shut down entirely. There will right. be some who
1: do. Well, you know, there's a reason that our project is called Get Wisdom, Carl, and not Get Psychic Abilities, right? <laughs> you know, we need—we uh, really do need to become mature to really elevate ourselves to handle this input of new abilities. It's not something, you know, it's talked about as psychic abilities or gifts, but at the same time, these are gifts that have to be managed very, very carefully. Yeah. You ask, Creator, what is the interloper perspective on kundalini awakening? Is it kundalini energy that they are in, that they engineer genetic manipulations in humans to block and contain? Is a kundalini awakening a sudden and possibly catastrophic breaking of that genetic and energetic padlock on human consciousness? All right, and Creator tells us the following.
2: It is, in fact, the life force energy that ramps up in the so-called kundalini awakening that is the target of spirit meddler possession and corruption of human hosts. Dark spirits will attack and corrupt anyone. They will have the greatest difficulty when someone is in top condition by virtue of being in divine alignment. Such individuals will have a maximal state of energetic flow within them and this is a major reason for their inner resilience as well as high level of functioning attendant to divine alignment. They will be firing on all cylinders, so to speak, and will in general have highly effective lives because they will be in a kind of flow of divine support as well as greater awareness of divine wisdom to work with in all they do. This will help them be successful and bring additional rewards, satisfaction, satisfaction, and continued high-level performance with comfort, grace, and ease. Such individuals are considered a high-value target by the darkness. They love to attack and attempt to undermine such individuals. If they are able to gain a foothold, it will bring an immediate high-level reward because of the high energy flow they can begin to tap for themselves. They are also working actively against the light and enjoy undermining and destroying their victims if they can. Even though in the end what they have done might cost them a host to infect by their presence, they can't help themselves because their level of depravity compels them to be destructive and they will be totally reckless and unconstrained in the savagery with which they go about causing harm to their host. A kundalini awakening will necessitate a displacement of the spirit interlopers because they will need to be removed from the chakras for a full alignment and opening to take place. So the key is whether that is done with divine support to effect a full spirit removal or whether it is done in a way that causes a temporary displacement followed by a quick return of the dark spirits to reestablish the prior circumstances of attachment and interference with the energy system. The purpose of humanity is to deal with these interlopers and all whom they have harmed, including the extraterrestrials interacting with humanity currently and who have reached almost the same level of depravity because of their long-standing corruption by the fallen angelic spirits. You were created to heal the purveyors of evil and clear your galaxy of these dark spirits and their dark influence. That is the quickest and most effective way for the healing of humanity. To first remove the proximal cause of, of the inner corruption, dragging everyone and everything down. Then, healing can be lasting and reach the deepest levels and greatest extent needed to raise humanity up to its full potential at long last.
1: So there are a number of of hazards, obviously, um, with the Kundalini awakening and creators mentioning them. Um, You know, the dark spirits are obviously, you know, Crater says, uh, somebody awakening is a high-level target, and a kundalini awakening brings profound psychic abilities, and what does that mean? That means there's an opportunity to come face-to-face with some of these creatures, (laughs) you know? Uh, That can't be easy, Carl, and I know you have that ability, and uh, you haven't talked about it much, but um, that's something you probably have to have a little bit of uh, experience and backbone with, I would think.
2: Well, it helps. (laughs) (laughs) Both are valuable uh, attributes uh, because when you're up against them, you're up against the greatest force of evil in existence. And they don't mess around. They are in earnest. They're serious. And they're experienced. Yes. They don't have short lives like we do. They've been around for eons. And they know humans inside and out. And they've infested them over and over and over and over again for millennia. So they know how to push our buttons and manipulate us and get our goat, push our buttons, whatever metaphor you want to use. And that's what makes them formidable. They are not physical beings. They can't hit you over the head, but they can undermine your confidence. They can make you cower in fear in a deep part of your mind and cause a huge chronic stress condition, and it can grow worse from there and lead to all sorts of fears and phobias and and various kinds of life avoidance
1: and on and on and on. Yeah. So it sounds like if you if you want to work your way to having the kind of confidence that you need in order to face these, you can just start with your everyday fears. You don't need you don't need to see you know, interlopers up front and in your face, in order to uh, to work towards uh, maturing and, and building the confidence that you need to really do divine work. Well, let's let's talk about the solution. Let's talk about the solution. You ask Creator, can Creator share how prayer work and the light work healing protocol is the gentler, safer, and more effective way to eventually bring about the collective psychic awakening of humanity itself? All
2: right, and Creator tells us humans are not only corrupt. They are inhabiting a defective physical vessel. Your DNA was corrupted by the extraterrestrial beings to disconnect you from the deep subconscious. The dark spirits have disconnected you from the higher divine realm and an awareness of your deep inner relationship being extensions of divine consciousness to begin with. This highly unnatural state needs to be set right in order for humans to function as they were intended initially. That level of healing can only happen when the interlopers have been contained and removed from their influence. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is uniquely suited for healing needs of this magnitude. It is why we have worked with your channel to help him optimize the process to include not only a complete listing of all sources of human negativity, prosaic and material, as well as metaphysical and more esoteric sources of influence that are little understood by science, but vitally important to the existence of life itself, as well as the primary level causing almost all physical illness and most of the emotional problems exhibited by humans to interfere with happiness, prosperity, and the very existence and security of humanity on the planet. Reaching out through prayer can get this healing started. Forming a divine partnership through prayer is essential to have a smoothly running and effective and happy life. You will be the lesser for it if you do not believe in the divine and enter such a partnership. And of course, using the Lightworker Healing Protocol taps into this greater wisdom in its place in solving this seemingly daunting dilemma faced by humanity. Nothing's too great for the divine realm to handle. The problem is the divine realm has not been invited strongly enough, uniformly enough, and insightfully enough by a critical mass of human beings to apply our resources in a way that will turn things around. This you can do individually and collectively using the Lightworker Healing Protocol.
1: We await your choice. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're out of time, but I do want to say if you have a built, you know, desire to in, cr- enhance your own psychic abilities, perhaps even have a Kundalini Awakening, the way to do that is use the Liker Healing Protocol because that will remove the interlopers that are one of the big problems that we've seen, as well as create, you know, heal a bunch of karma and other dilemmas. So, like Healing Protocol, get it at getwisdom.com slash LHP. We are out of time, Carl. Thanks, everybody. You will.